2: This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world, with your host, Alan Smith. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now.
3: Hi, Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today is Thursday, September 25th, 2014. Alan and Donna Smith here as your host, and I believe we have an interesting show lined up for you this evening. Our special guest is Kevin Reed, founder and CEO of the National Minority Trucking Association. And uh, although the uh, the NMTA is based upon a foundation in helping minorities succeed in the trucking industry, uh, speaking with our guests beforehand, we actually we actually see the association working to help all truckers, regardless of nationality, etc., as well as motor carriers. and And I found it uh, interesting to note some of the stats that are provided on the NMTA website at minoritytruckers.com, such as um, uh, even today in what is almost 2015, out of the one and a half million minority truck drivers in the U.S. Only 5.4% are women. So, uh, you know, and and something I've always been interested in knowing concerns the number of drivers and business owners who are Native Americans. Since I'm part Cherokee, I have thought about this many times in the past. So um, I, I know many people these days live in a politically correct society, but I, however, I like to live in reality But I have to admit, I really don't know much about this topic, and that is why we're happy to have Mr. Reed join us this evening and further explain uh, the reason, purpose, meaning, uh, understanding, and the goals of the National Minority Trucking Association, which, by the way, is sponsored and endorsed by uh, quite a few recognizable names, such as uh, Port Solutions Logistics, JW Surety Bonds, uh, First Capital Solutions, Sterling Commercial Credit, uh, Boulevard Financial and the uh, large convenience store chain Quick Trip. So so Donna, a lot of recognizable names uh, with their, you know, putting their support uh, behind the NMTA. So uh, it should be an interesting show. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I got to speak to Kevin uh Prior to the show, a couple of days ago, and of course he gets excited over all the things that you know we fight so hard for and it's so great to have people on the same page with you, the same um or at least similar almost. The same beliefs in in practically everything across the board, uh, things you fight for like like truck parking and driver wages and and just everything. So I'm so thrilled that he's on the show tonight to uh, share with us all that he's doing for the industry. Also,
3: yeah, it's going to be a good show and a lot of information we're trying to go uh, going to get through. So we'll uh, we'll take a quick break and be right back with our special guest Kevin Reed, founder and CEO of the National Minority Trucking Association. Our show this evening, NMTA Committed to trucker Success, and it's all coming up on Truth About Trucking Live.
2: You're listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back.
3: Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. Hey,
1: ready for it.
4: Man, it's crowded tonight. Care if I join you? Sure, have a seat. Sorry about the paperwork. Name's Cole. Appreciate it. I'm Harlan, by the way.
0: Here's a fill-up for you guys. Thanks, honey. Harlan, you look hungry. What can I get you?
4: I'll have a Coke and whatever he's having.
0: Back in a bit.
4: What are you doing with all this paperwork, driver? Looks like you're tripping over your trip sheets. want to get a jump on these taxes before they jump me. There is a better way to manage your trucking paperwork. With TripSheetCentral.com, you're a login away from tracking every aspect of your business. TripSheetCentral.com organizes your information easily so you can see how your business is performing. That sounds easy. And it's fast. Time-consuming paperwork is eliminated with a low-cost monthly subscription. I no longer have to worry about invoices, settlement reports, or fuel tax returns. TripSheetCentral.com does that for me. Manage your business information securely with TripSheet Central. Visit TripSheetCentral.com at
2: your next stop. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show.
3: All right, we're back. Uh, Kevin, first time on our program, thanks for joining this evening. Uh, glad to have you.
1: Thank you so much, Alan and Donna. It's an honor and a pleasure to be with you this evening. Oh, you're on mute, Donna. <laughs>
0: I, I do that all the time. I, I I put it on mute and hopefully, the you know, I have a little puppy and I don't want, want it to go in the background and then I forget I'm on mute. So, hi, Kevin, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, doing well. Glad
0: to be here. <laughs> Oh, there he goes there
1: there's, there's a <laughs> the little puppy
3: but uh okay, listen i um you know, I was looking over your website and uh seeing everything that you do and uh, you know uh you you guys really do a lot i mean you have um uh you provide uh, teaching services such as uh you know running a business and safety and compliance and Donna, can you get him? CDL training, and you have expos and seminars, and and we're going to get into all that. I
1: guess
3: guess first, Kevin, let's begin, uh, just introduce yourself a little bit more to our listeners, and then let's just jump right in there and explain uh, how the concept of the NMTA came
1: about. Oh, absolutely I'd love to, and and I, you know my staff, they you know the people around me, they hear me tell this story so often, it's like I'm a broken record. So I'll go, <laughs> you know I'll, I'll go into that again. Uh, you know I've been around transportation now for a little over 20 years or so. Um, I used to own a small courier company here in Atlanta, and uh, you know during that time period, a, a buddy of mine uh, approached me and he says, Hey Kevin, I'm I'm you know started a small trucking company, had one tractor trailer a box truck, and a cargo van, and he said to me simply, hey, I know nothing about sales and operations and marketing. I, I know how to move the truck. Could you come in and assist me with my operations? So that gave me my first glance at the industry truly, and I've got an uncle. He, he and I are more like brothers. He's a truck driver. I've got cousins that are truckers, and uh, I, after working with this gentleman, I was then introduced to another young man that had uh, eight trucks, a warehouse but this guy was losing money every day, and uh, he knew nothing about really running and maintaining his operations. So I went in to work with this guy, and I got bit by the bug, and I went out bought an international, asked my uncle, hey, come in and jump in this thing, and we're going to start a trucking company. Well, little did I know, uh, it wasn't quite that easy. Uh, it looked easy from the surface, but I got beat up real bad, and uh, I found myself in debt. I uh, experiencing a, a lot of pitfalls and difficulties, and uh, I was out of business in less than a year. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I sat down at home uh, speaking with my wife, and, you know, I kind of reflected back, and I said, you know, what resources were out here uh, to really help and, and educate and teach people uh, about this industry? So I really started researching the industry, and then I noticed the major associations and, and the big players in the industry And I said, wow, there's absolutely no representation for minorities. And I just kind of saw that gap. And uh, I called a friend and I said, hey, I've got an idea for Minority Trucking Association. And he just kind of freaked out and says, wow, hey, do you have any idea, you know, the the political, social, and economic impact and why that could really be important? And I was a little naive at the time, and I didn't. So we really started doing research, and I, uh, you know, kind of – started developing ideas and concepts of what we could do differently from what currently exists and i kind of shelved it for a while and i went to work working in a management for an intermodal trucking company and learned that and then i met a gentleman who was leasing a a, a truck on with this company and he asked for my assistance in putting together a trucking company, and uh, uh, he drugged me back in. And, and my wife, of course, she kind of kicked and screamed because I promised her I'd never do it again. But I did, <laughs> and uh, we, uh, we we started with one Volvo truck, and uh, a year and a half, less than two years later, we were at 20 units. And, uh, you know, we, we scaled up pretty fast. Uh, I applied all the lessons that I learned from my first failure, uh, and we really built a, a small but successful company. And it was through that effort that I really learned a lot and studied the industry on a much broader scale. But I continued to see uh, young men and women that wanted to build businesses, and even though I was an employer who hired truckers and worked with them and gave opportunities, I've never been one that was afraid to share experience and knowledge with people, and, and I continue to see that gap. Fast forward about eight nine years later, people kept saying to me, when are you going to launch that association? It it could be a powerful thing." So I decided to jump in, and it has been a pleasant experience. Not always easy, but a pleasant experience.
3: Well, you you mentioned uh, you know you were mo- motivated to launch the association. Because you discovered a void in the representation of minorities in the industry, what can you expand on that a little bit more? I was curious. I mean, what, what, what void in represent, representation? Just a few examples. Like, did did you uh,
1: notice? Well, one of the things that I saw early on, and and I say this, and and what I'm about to say really crosses all ethnic lines, because as as you said earlier in the intro, all of our members are not minorities, first and foremost. And we help assist any and all truckers. Uh, You know, I mentor and consult and help a lot of people that cross various different ethnic lines. And what I know about truckers as a whole is all truckers need the same thing. And, and you know, when someone's only trained uh, to drive a truck, and the only thing they have is a CDL license, but they're aspiring and dreaming about building a business, a legacy that they could pass on to their families, but yet they don't have the training to build that infrastructure. They don't know about the operations, the software, where to go, how to start. And And I get this so much all over the country, the song is the same. And I said, you know, this is something that needs to be done. But in regards to minorities, whether it be women, uh, immigrants, or, or whatever the case may be, um, you know, there's there's a, a huge struggle in building businesses and going out and getting the help and, and resources and having uh, uh, somewhat of a level playing field. There are some unique challenges that are there. And uh, it, it, it has been recognized by the industry as the most underserved segment of the industry, somewhat ignored in, in a lot of instances. And uh, I, I saw that gap there, and I realized that there are, since the deregulation of the industry, there have been some attempts in, in, in Washington, D.C., to put some – programs together that would allow minorities to come in and obtain their authorities and begin to build businesses in the industry. That effort didn't last very long. And I'm not the first person to ever think about uh, developing something that would assist minorities in in being able to to get a a foot up in the industry. Uh, I'm the first person to successfully do it and to stick with it. And and trust me, it hadn't been easy, but, uh, you know, and and that's what we saw even in regards to, the participation of women in, in building businesses and having opportunities. Uh, you know, we're, we're believers that, uh, you know, we want to make sure that it's a level playing field for everybody. And uh, there there are some issues out there, and, and, and I think we, we know that. But uh, I must say that we have been really embraced uh, by the industry, by a lot of great people in the industry. And uh, I'm proud to be a part of this industry and and want to be a part of helping to shape it and improve it and I've also said that I look forward to the day that we don't have to call ourselves a minority association. Uh, our goal is to build the very best association that will represent the small guys and and put things in place that will assist them and and help to develop what they need and programs and benefits for their families as well.
3: Well, and just to touch on that, uh, again, just briefly, and then we want to get into, the, you know, all the things, you, you know, you're doing there. I think uh, I think what many truckers obviously see first is the minority in the name of the association. And perhaps they think to themselves, well, you know, this association isn't for me. And then there is, as I mentioned in the opening of the show, that, that silly aspect of everybody wanting to be politically correct these days. I mean, right. so how, how, how would you respond to those two issues? You, you did a little bit there on just what you just said, but... Um, uh, well, I mean, I'm go ahead. I'm
1: what yeah, I, I'm asked oh, all you? the time, and yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I've I've done events, and we've you know I've had uh, events and seminars, and I've had people to call and say, hey, well, this is really great. What you all are doing? Can I be a part of it? Absolutely, absolutely. And I said uh, that is our primary focus, but at the same token, we are about helping all truckers and as you see that tagline that says helping truckers succeed uh that was put there on purpose because that is our overall goal but there are some uh some issues that minorities face uh you know i i say to people it, it's unfortunate in 2014 there are discriminatory issues that are happening of course and there are issues that minorities still face even within, the, within this industry and all of other industries across the country and we want to eradicate that. We want to get rid of that, and we just want to make sure that everyone has a fair opportunity to advance and, and build in this industry. Um, but you know, as you said, everyone is so big on being politically correct. And even on a side note, I, I was speaking with a consultant, and I said, you know, had I come out and just been ABC Association, we'd just be another run-of-the-mill organization, and no one would <laughs> would, would pay attention to us either. So there's you know some some right. thoughts behind. That. Too, but um, you know there there are things that have to be dealt with from a minority perspective, and uh, you know we want to address those issues and, and make sure that uh, there are opportunities and 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 other uh, programs. And there's some things that we'll talk about uh, through the show some, in regards to some of the things that we're doing. And I think that'll kind of paint a clearer picture. Yeah, and that's
3: where we're going. I mean, I, I mean, I you know I I I, re, I often refer. You know, you know, I, there, there's a lot of people within the industry. I refer to as having the sixth sense syndrome a little spin-off from the movie but uh and, and meaning that they uh you know they only will see what they want to see and only hear what they want to hear because I mean in all honesty Kevin I I don't know I don't know what it's like to be African American I don't know what it's like to be Hispanic or Asian and and lord knows I don't know what it's like to be a woman but um you know, I'm not really interested in being politically correct. I'm interested in knowing right. more and understanding about the reality that my fellow men and women go through, uh, what can be done to help. And so so let's get into the reality of what the NMTA yeah. does. I mean, what it's accomplished for others within the industry and what it can do for those uh, listening who are interested in joining the association. One of the big things I know that your association does is is education and training.
0: Which is huge. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's,
1: it's 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 very huge. And when we first started back in 2011, uh, I was kind of all over the place because you know I realized that the issues in this industry are so broad. I came out and I really wanted to approach and deal with a, a, a large spectacle of issues, and I realized that I couldn't. Uh, There were so many things on my heart, so many bad things that I've seen in this this industry, and I really wanted to be able to address them. And and I felt like we were building a platform to be able to do that. And a consultant said to me, you can't do that. Uh, You're too new. Uh, You haven't been there for years or decades. You don't have the resources and the ability to do that. What is your organization going to build its reputation on? What is it that minority truckers and truckers need the most? And that that answer was so simple. And I said education, uh, there, you know, uh, to understand what it is to build a trucking company and all the, you know, complicated things that you'll go through in trying to build that company, I didn't see, and there are a lot of programs that are out here, but I didn't see anything that really was comprehensive. And, and what we call, what we say is we take you by the hand and walk you to success, and that is there's a, a certain level of patience that's needed in this industry to work with uh, a, a certain amount of truckers. And I don't want to paint a broad stroke and say all truckers, but as I mentioned earlier, when there's no assistance or, or comprehensive training available and then the ability to stick with them after, it's not just about taking a class, but then what happens after that, Um ensuring that we have continuous consulting and coaching and we put our members on a, a pathway to success. Uh, to ensure that they'll have all the resources and tools and guidance along the way, so it's not just a one-time thing. We want to get you to that level of success uh, from from the very from from the start right out of the gate, uh, from incorporating your business to branding your business and marketing and putting together a website, making sure you've got uh, good marketing materials, a nice brochure, the things that you'll need to go out and compete. This is an extremely competitive industry, so you've got to be able to compete. And we know that we're competing with the big boys so uh, you know we've got to be able to go out and do the things that we need to do to acquire contracts and opportunities and and polish ourselves up in some instances and uh, transition part of it is is to transition into from a blue collar to a white collar mentality in some aspects when it comes to sales and marketing and doing the things that's going to land business so assisting in those opportunities helping someone to go out bid on a contract if they've never done that they don't have a clue and, uh, you know, when we look at the statistics in regards to how many carriers fail each year, um, you know, and why is that? And that's one of the questions I ask in my classes It's because there's no training and education. Uh, there's no, you know, you know, I've talked to people who say, well, how do we get contracts? Well, if someone came and handed you a multimillion-dollar contract tomorrow, what would you do with it? Do you know what an operations looks like, uh, that you're running, you know, 20, 30 trucks or 10 trucks, if you've only had one, what type of cash flow do you need? What type of processes need to be in place? Safety and compliance programs, things that are going to keep you running and uh, and keep you you running properly. And even in regards to leadership, uh, you know, this is a, 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 it's not always, this is not the easiest business or type of business to build. So if you're going to go out and build a successful company, then that means you're a leader. Uh, do you have leadership skills and qualities uh, to lead people, to make them a part of your vision? And these are things that we talk about and help to enhance and build on. So it's a, a very patient process to getting people there at the pace that they can climb that ladder, and, and not necessarily at our pace, but understanding that everybody grows and learns at, at a different pace. So that's one of the things that we have uh carefully crafted and put together that type of a program that will truly get people to success.
0: Oh, Go ahead, Dawn. Well, I just was going to ask you, Kevin, um, how about the company drivers? Um, You know, a lot of people struggle because they don't know the ins and outs. I mean, Alan tries to advise them. He gets a lot of new drivers that write him. And, and he'll talk, but what kind of um, classes do you have for them, if any? I mean, is it geared toward company or is it strictly for owner-operators and new businesses?
1: No, it's we, we are working diligently to help individuals to get into CDL school, uh, to help them find employment. Uh, we've actually launched a national jobs initiative strictly for this industry, um, and that's one of the things that we're focusing on is helping to recruit uh, the next generation of truckers, uh, you know, how they, I don't think the industry is doing a, a, a really good job at that right now. And Donna, you and I talked about that the other day, and right. these are some of the things that we're working on as well. You know, uh, I, you know, and, and and again, I'm Alan to to kind of piggyback off of what you said. I'm not always about being politically correct. I just, you know, sometimes I'm a straight from the hip type of guy. You know, trucking mm-hmm. has been—it's uh, not sexy. You know, it's not as sexy as it used to be to be a trucker. You know, there was a time back in the 70s when it was just really cool to be a trucker. Uh, You know, and I think it still is, but uh it has a you know you know trucking is is not being branded i think it needs to be a, a collective effort to rebrand this industry and remarket this industry and help people to understand the importance of it and to really get a, a new generation of people to identify that there are phenomenal opportunities in this industry and i don't think uh, a lot of the people that are in the positions to do it uh the, the industry as a whole on the, on the larger level they're not doing that, and that no they're for not doing that. yeah and uh no absolutely
0: think, uh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead no i'm sorry I, I was just agreeing with you because you know my oh. mind's going as you as you speak, and then I'm thinking, yeah, you're absolutely right, but there's so much more that that could be done, and um well, I don't want to go off the you know a, a different track here, but um a lot of people are in denial about what is yes. wrong. And yes. until they get out of denial and start becoming conscious and aware of the issues, then they're going to be left out. And that's just the way it is. And uh people like all of us who are on board who want to create the awareness who want to take action, who want to help others, and uh, be a part of the success? Then we're 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 going to be the heroes in the end. And there's a lot there's a lot of us uh, in the arena right now.
1: Absolutely, and and I love what you all do. And and Don and I had such a phenomenal conversation the other day. And uh, you know we talked about the fact that you know I'm not afraid to do what most people will talk about doing, but won't. You know, I'm a doer, and I've never been afraid to go out on the limb, and, uh, you know, if I fall, I fall, but I'm going to go and try. I, I, I saw some things that are just not being done, and I said, you know, well, let's go do it. I've said that to so many of industry partners. I'm just going to go and do it. Uh, you know, we're developing, and with my team, we're developing uh, pilot programs that we want to introduce at the high school level uh, because there's so many people across this country that are hurting for employment, And I said, you know, let's take this industry to communities across the country and let's work with elected officials and community organizations to create a a career pathway, uh, you know, into this industry and not just trucking but transportation and logistics. But, you know, it's going to take someone to actually get out and do that and make people understand that this is a great industry um, and there are great opportunities here. Uh, there are a lot of great men and women across this country that provide for their families and keep America going at the same time through this industry. So, you know, one of the things that bothers me is when I hear people in uh corporate world, I've heard people identify trucking as a non-skilled job. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, have right. you ever been behind the wheel of a truck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. We want to educate uh, our young people and show them that there are great opportunities here, and and help them to uh, to reach that plateau and be able to build something. And we work very diligently to uh, uh, identify and work with carriers for from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, we get called by a lot of carriers across the country that are looking for drivers. Um, you know, and I think uh, you know we have to start with paying. And rewarding drivers, first and foremost, that was one of the things that I, I built my company on, is first and foremost, let's take care of our drivers. And, and every company that I help to create, that's the first thing that I preach about. If you don't take care of your drivers, they're not going to take care of you. Uh, make them a part of your vision and your plan. It's not an us against them type thing. And I don't like to see companies that are building a company and their drivers are excluded. No, their drivers is the heartbeat of your business, and you reward them, treat them fairly, and take care of them, and don't cheat them. I mean, I, I've seen it over and over again, and, you know, only bad things happen. So, uh, you know, we want to uh, build strong carriers as we take a, a small owner-operator and help them to transition into uh, great businessmen and leaders, businessmen and women and leaders, but build your company the right way. And 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 know what it takes to 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 build that company to a larger fleet if that is your goal, uh, and it has to come with a solid foundation, great education, great great ethics because uh, you know the truth is there are a lot of bad carriers out here, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I I think a lot of that. Granted, there's there's bad in everything and everywhere, but a lot of that too comes from education. Our lack of education, uh, people uh, don't pay their drivers and don't take care of them uh, properly sometimes because they're struggling, and they don't know how to do it right in the first place. So uh, how do we help them to get better at what they do and, and help them to train so that they can go out and build those companies the right way and be successful?
0: Absolutely. I'm looking at your Facebook page right now, and um, we'll start putting it out there, um, sharing it after the show but um I'm looking you have that, <clears throat> excuse me how to start and maintain um a successful trucking business and it looks like you have a bunch of I guess these are like seminars or is it are they webinars or do you you actually yeah, have me. to be there
3: let me let me get yep. into that here in just a second. Let, let, let me grab a caller here, okay, and then we'll continue the discussion because you know you're talking about the education and training, and I wanted to get into the seminars and expos and everything that you're doing there. But let's go to New York, uh, state of New York, area code six zero seven. Welcome to the show.
5: Hello, John and Alan. This is Tom. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing today?
1: I'm great. I'm great. How are you, sir?
5: Good, this is Tom Kerr from Rotested Living. You and I have talked a few times before, Kevin. I'm not sure if you remember me or not.
1: Absolutely, Tom. How are you? I'm doing well, thank
5: you. I've got a couple questions. I know you said that you've been able to help quite a few drivers with their companies or build companies. If a driver comes to you and uses some of your services, what is your success or your failure rate compared to, let's say, drivers that go out and try to do it on their own?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I, here's what I'll I say know to I know I mean questions. No, no, that's a good question. That, that's <laughs> that's a good question. I don't guarantee anything, uh, and, and you can't, uh, because as I say to all of our members and constituents, you have to put the work in. Uh, the only way you'll fail is if you don't do the things that are necessary to succeed. Uh, the resource is here, but you have to use it. Uh, so, you know, and I always say, hey, pick up the phone and call and tell us what you need. You, you know, and we encourage our members to pick up the phone and call. And and you have to t- let us know what it is that you need, what it is you're trying to accomplish, and then we're going to work to make sure that it happens. But if you take the information and you apply it and do the right things, uh, and, uh, you know, one of the things I, I talk about, too, is just the adventure of going into business for yourself. You know, uh, it's not easy. It's a lot easier to go out and, you know, punch someone else's clock and drive for someone else. But uh, it's a journey, and you have to get yourselves mentally, spiritually focused and prepared for that journey of of being an entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of work, but the reward is great. And I think if doing the right things, there's a, a far greater chance of success than it is failure. All right.
5: It's kind of like go going,
0: yeah, go oh, ahead, Tom. Um, I was going just going to say, it's like, it's like, you know, if if you want to start a, a a health routine of uh, you know eating and exercise and you know people say, well, it doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work because you know you haven't put the effort into it. But yeah, they Absolutely. do work. I mean, I'm living proof of it. Absolutely. <laughs> and so are you, Tom.
5: Yeah, and I think that's one thing, too, is just because you failed the first time, I think Kevin's also proof of this, too, and I know you and I are as well, just because you failed the first time doesn't mean you give up because, you know, if you keep on it, sooner or later you're going to figure out what you did wrong and get it right. Absolutely. We hope, anyways.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. But the, ne-
5: the next question I've got for you, Kevin, is uh you've mentioned a few times that you're you're working to try and recruit the next generation of drivers Uh I'm a firm believer if you look at a lot of the movies from the 70s to kind of make trucking cool by the same token, it also gave trucking a bad name if you look at a lot of them you know as being outlaws and things of that nature. Uh, What do you think as an industry we can do to be more positive in promoting it, but also what do you think the driver of the future is going to look like or what characteristics are going to be of the driver of the future?
1: Well, that's a very uh, another good question. Um, I, I think that um, first and foremost, it starts with paying the drivers that are working now. Uh, a major part of what the industry is experiencing with driver shortage is. Uh, drivers not being compensated properly. Uh, that's that's first and foremost, and, and I've heard it, I believe it, and I know it, and I've worked in management and at higher levels on the inside for companies, and including running my own company, and I've seen bad things uh, happen to drivers. I've seen drivers mistreated. I, you know, I, I've seen the things that will drive someone out of this industry. Um, I think there uh, needs to be a level of professionalism. Uh, You know, and and that's uh, and those are some of the things that we talk about. And and in regards to that next generation, um, I I think one of the things that we should talk about the realities of the industry, there are so many uh, CDL schools out across the country that are just taking people's money. Uh, they just bring them into the industry, and, uh, you know, people don't understand the, the true, what the real expectations are and the reality of what the job requires. And uh, it's it's not the easiest job. It is the one of the jobs that I admire and respect the most of our truckers. I, I truly admire our American truckers. But it's a tough job, uh, being away from your family, being out on the road. I mean, you know, living out of a truck. Uh, I, I've written about this, and I, I talk about this all the time. It's a tough job So when people are coming into this industry We need to really educate them on What this is really going to look like And let's bring people in that want to be in this industry Uh, You know, not people that come in That are lied to About, you know, just, you know Unrealistic aspects of this industry And I think that will cut down on Some of the, you know uh, know, Some of the junk that we have in the industry For lack of a better word Uh, But I think, uh, you know, going into communities across the country and really uh, – and, and, again, I say this has to be a collective effort. Uh, no one organization can, you know, bring about uh, one positive well, – well, I'm not going to say that either. Let me backtrack. I won't say that because we're going to try to do that. And uh, But uh, I think just, you know, uh, training people properly, educating uh, our young people in that next generation and giving them the realities. But also, I say to people, if you come into this industry with a plan, knowing what you want out of it and then put in, uh, again, that will breed uh, positive success. And, uh, uh, you know, I like to see a, a greater sense of a brotherhood and sisterhood in this industry, more unity. Uh, and, and, and it's just about how the leaders in this industry kind of set uh, the pace for that as as Donna and I spoke about the other day, there are too many things that are dividing
0: uh,
1: uh uh the trucking community and uh I think with some of the things that we're all preparing to do collectively together, I think we'll start to kind of bring some things together and make some positive things happen collectively
0: absolutely yeah <laughs> what a truth that one is um
1: yeah, I mean, and we you know we uh,
3: um uh, in, anyway, t- Tom, uh, you, anything else you like? I want to give you the time you need.
5: Uh, for, I think that, that's it for the moment, Alan. I'm sure as I'm listening, I'll come up with something else. If you want to mute my microphone, that's not a problem. Uh, well,
3: well if you think you I'll will, no, I'll, 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 just, <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll just leave you open if you something comes to mind. But you know, Kevin, you were talking about the education part and everything. That's a key. And I was looking at, uh, you know, the the the. T- Teaching seminars, the expos that you put on—I mean, some important factors here. I mean, how, I mean, you show uh, you show your members how to how to run a successful trucking business. Uh, you help them with CDL training, uh, job opportunities. I mean, how big is that? Come on, uh, truck and equipment financing, and an, another important one: how to make business connections. I mean, so you're doing all this with seminars and and expos, and and in fact, you have a uh, truckers' opportunity expo coming up on the December thirteenth. Uh free admission. So uh, I guess that's in Atlanta. Tell tell us tell us more about the Truckers Opportunity Expo. This is the one thing that your association offers.
1: Yes, uh this expo is about connecting truckers to all levels of opportunity. Um you know from uh you know contracts and getting connected with uh brokers, uh, access to capital, access to equipment business services, uh, everything that they'll need, we're going to have under that roof. Uh, You know, in the world of business, it's not always what you know, but who you know. And and it's about making connections. And we realize for the smaller truckers, uh, you know, in in, in many markets across the country, they never get the opportunities often to make the connections. Uh, So we want to bring our partners in. And our partners clearly understand what our mission is. And they come in, and I say to them, look, it's not about selling a product or service, it's about educating. And if you help us to educate our members on factoring, on uh, how, how to improve your credit score, how to purchase equipment, uh, you know, how to obtain the things that they need and the resources and tools that they need on their journey, uh, that will then breed confidence and credibility, and that's what we want. I mean, we've we've built and there are a lot of new partnerships that we're going to be introducing in the next uh, couple of months or so that I've spent the last three years negotiating putting things together. Uh, companies like Mutual of Omaha we put together great benefit packages Uh, we have a Teladoc services for drivers to take a doctor on the road with them, uh, health and wellness plans uh, uh, wealth building for truckers Uh, we're going to be introducing uh, a whole series of new classes because if we can help get you to Uh, uh, an area where you can make money in your business, and what are you going to do to secure your funding and your financing for your family and for retirement? uh, We're negotiating now for retirement plans. Uh, We're introducing a credit union uh, for our truckers as well. So these are things that I've really (laughs) been working on, and we're now going to introduce to the trucking community. And Again, I'm proud to say that we're striving to build the very best association in the industry that all truckers will be welcome to, and they could come, and, uh, you know, we're going to work hard to ensure that they're going to succeed at uh, whatever their goals is. We just want to see people build, uh, you know – Uh, their vision their legacy or have the opportunity to provide for their families and uh, that's what it's all about that's the true american dream it's it's just making sure that everyone has the opportunity to do that and through this industry which is a great and powerful industry uh we want to continue to work with people like yourself uh donna and and uh and alan to ensure that you know this industry is going to be around uh we'll be able to participate in it and uh make it what it should be uh for for this country
3: okay so the um, the truckers opportunity Expo it's Saturday December 13th at the Georgia International Convention Center I, I assume that's in Atlanta
1: Yes, yes, it's right, uh, right by the airport. As a matter of fact, so it's just uh, a couple of seconds from the airport. Uh, it's 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 from nine to four. We're going to have uh, panel discussions, breakout sessions uh, on, on various different topics. Uh, as I said, er- everything will be there. Great opportunities, and we want truckers to come out and make the connections. Uh, whether it be uh, seeking jobs, we're going to have recruiters there, agent opportunities. Uh, like I said, brokers, uh, access to capital, access to equipment—you name it, it, it'll be there.
0: Well, you know, it's only Atlanta's only about six and a half hours from us. From here, yeah. Yeah, from where we are. Yeah. And that's a maybe a little less. It's like, five hours from Ocala, so is it five and a half, six hours from here? Yeah. I was going to say it's like here to Miami for us.
3: Yeah. We, yeah. So yeah.
0: that's that. I, Well, I'd like to be able to meet you there, Kevin. I know James Lamb's going to be speaking there. He was talking about it today. Yes, yes. And And, I don't know if
1: you saw in my email uh, the invite that that, uh, I I sent for you all, and and I would love to have you as my guest as well.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, I I just thought of when you said Atlanta, I started thinking, well, that's not that far away.
3: (laughs) No, and it's, uh, okay, so Saturday, December 13th, free admission, and – uh, what how's the best way for, you know, people who want to attend? I guess they would have to sign up or something. Just go to your website, minoritytruckers.com?
1: Correct. Uh, we'll have uh, free registration. They'll just go to our website and register. Registration is required, and uh, it's free, but registration is required. So uh, we'll ask them to please go to our website and, and, and uh, register and come out, and uh, it'll be a great day.
3: Okay, so register at minoritytruckers.com. That's in December, free admission. So, and one one other thing too is I wanted to pull up here is um, uh, let me find it here. Getting everything all. I mean, you 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 provide expos, seminars, education and training, and you also um, uh, appear. You you make a point where you do a lot of adv- advocacy work for truckers, uh, where you like to discuss the real. What what you termed as the real issues for the smaller truckers and the smaller companies, and one of those things is the CDL training. Um, yes. Have you seen this uh, this um, what is this Donna something from the FMCSA about the regneg or yeah or
0: uh, yeah it's it's kind of weird it's not like a real formal you know proposed rule it's a, a negotiation where they um, It's an alternative here. I'll just read it from here. An alternative to the traditional rulemaking process under certain circumstances. And under RegNeg, an agency tries to identify parties likely to be affected by a particular rulemaking. And I guess this all came down, Alan. um, In 2007, they were trying to do something and the industry went berserk, you know, like, oh, you know, it's the cost effective and this and that which um, I I don't really understand that since safety is always supposed to, you know, outdo cost. And um, well, I guess my point is, I
3: mean, they've been uh, they, you know, they started researching um, CDL training standards back in the early 80s and it's still going on and nothing has been done. And it kind of seemed like no matter what the FMCSA tried to come up with, everybody shot it down and and uh, I mean, since you deal with a lot of you know drivers and new ones coming into the industry and education, and i was just curious about your thoughts about the CDL training standards, the way they are today, and and what you uh, what you would like to see in the future.
1: I would like to see. Uh, well, that that's such a good point, point. Uh, and I want to speak to. You. Some of the schools that are out here, because I've, I've worked with and looked very closely at some of the training. And there's so many schools out here that, are, that again, as I mentioned, alluded to earlier, that are just taking money. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people are coming out out of school uh, poorly trained. Uh, you know, right. I've seen people get rushed through And, and that's dangerous That's hazardous uh, You know, uh, to to the nation, to the highways To the industry And, and that's, you know I think there should be uh, a standard That should be set uh, You know, uh, across the board And if people can't comply with that I don't think it needs to get totally out of hand But there should be some standard set I believe um, And, uh, you know, uh,
0: yeah, and
1: you know, pretty much they just definitely should be a standard. I, I don't know. Well, that. you know,
0: it's you know what what I find interesting and and Ellen and I were talking about this, you know, before the show. And of course, you know, we posted it all over. But there's a claim and that there's not enough um data to confirm that we need improved standards. But Kevin, I don't know if you've looked, we've looked, I've looked, Alan's looked, Rich Wilson's looked. We've, we've all looked, everybody who who's really on board, and, you know, I mean, Alan's been talking about standards since 2000 with the book he wrote, Truth About Trucking, and talking about the training schools and all like this, but there is no data. How can you uh, say that there isn't enough data when there's – we can't find the research – in other words, um, accidents or crashes or whatever for people with less than one year experience. So I don't know what they're basing this on, but evidently right. they have something hidden somewhere that nobody else knows about, and they're not addressing it. <laughs> I, have you have you seen it anywhere? Mm-hmm. No, no, I I have,
1: and I think what, what we're all speaking to is, you know, from real life and, and truthful experiences in, in regards to certain perspectives. But no, I, I have not. Um, no, I, I haven't seen any any hardcore data in, in regards to that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a uh, that's another story in regards to some of that data out there, <laughs> or even the Well, that
0: I it. mean, to come to a conclusion that we have found that there is no. Evidence the, uh, uh, to increase standards or whatever, and here it is in Map Twenty One that they're supposed to come up with a rule for it. It's still not here, and that was in two thousand twelve. And now you've got the Teamsters and the advocacy groups suing the FMCSA for not for not having you know uh, this rule. So they're they're really kind of put in the corner right now. Well, that's what I say, though. I mean, every
3: time they came up with something, it was shot down. So now they're just going to give it over to, uh, to uh, you know, other reps to kind of figure one out and, <laughs> you know, kind of get out of it a little bit, it yeah, looks like. Yeah, like
0: this con- con- consulting people are going to, you yeah. know, see how it's going to be cost effective. Even, even going to yeah. let them write the proposed rule, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's crazy, <laughs>
1: you know. That, that goes back to, uh, you know, a, a year or so ago, James James Lamb and I, we, we had some very uh, in-depth conversations uh, in regards to, uh, you know, uh, working together. And, and that's where the, the concept for the Small Business and Transportation Coalition, uh, we were saying, hey, we need to uh, form some type of an organization where there's a, a much broader collective effort to lobby and uh, advocate on behalf of all of the small players in the industry. Uh you know, when organizations at the highest level are unopposed and unchecked and they've gone that way for, for years, pretty much what they want is gonna happen eventually. Uh so, you know, I, I you know, we, we all agree that uh all of our voices need to come together to ensure that the right thing is happening. And and there's uh, you know uh, that laws are just not being passed, and, and you know as we know with the, the broker bond law and and the and the, the proposed idea to raise the liability insurance. I mean this stuff is is, is mind blowing, and we have to know the overall impact of uh, of of laws being passed with uh, no one there ringing the bell to say hey, uh, you know you just can't do that. So, uh and that's gonna take a a, a a very strong collective effort and a very strong voice, uh, to ensure that these things just don't happen. So James and I really began to have some really strong conversation. Donna, you and I talked about that and uh, you know, I'm I'm a happy uh, a part of the, the SPDTC and uh looking forward to uh having a much louder and stronger voice uh to ensure that the right things are being done in this industry.
0: And the, the key word uh, is by partnerships with people, Absolutely. and um, that's a very strong thing. And then it goes right along with the North American Trucking Alerts website, and that that was just launched. It's not fully revealed yet; just stage one is revealed of it. But it goes right along with. Look, these are the issues. You're either on board or you're not. Is pretty much the the um, the message on that site, yeah. and yeah. it's getting. Um, we're getting a lot of strong feedback through emails, people asking questions, and you know, when can we get on board and like that. But that's all going to come within the next month. But it, and if you notice, just certain people who are truly concerned with the industry. Um, and, and are actually, like you said, you're a doer, are doing things. And you kind of gravitate to others like that, too, because you want to see success. And it's it's very, very inspiring to be around people like that. And uh, in, instead of just, you know, talking and here's the issues and na-na-na-na-na, and you, and you hear it over and over and over again in your head, you know, you start to go to sleep um but when when people start doing then all of a sudden there's like this little spark of excitement and like yeah it's really happening you know <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, and 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 I, and I want to say that you know I I love the voice that you all have. I love the work that you do. Uh, I followed you from a distance. There sometimes, as I said to James, I'm I'm awfully quiet sometimes, but that's because I'm working real hard. <laughs> you know, but yeah. I, I I love to be able to connect with people that care about this industry that are working hard to improve it. You know, and I and I tell so many of our members across the country. You know, uh, you know, uh, if you're not going to be involved then don't complain. You know, don't don't talk right, about, right. you know, how you're being treated and how this is not fair. Okay. Get up Thank and you. do something about it. You know, let's get on board, yes. and, and you've got to come together. Let's work together. Uh, let's pull our resources, our bandwidth, our voice so that we can get this word out and, and make something happen. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, like I said, just mm-hmm. stop talking. And I, and, and I challenge each and every one of our members every time. Guys, We've we've got to come together. You know, we've got to have a voice. Um, But, you know, I hear people complaining about this is happening, this is unfair. Man, they're doing this to us, and that's happening. Well, what are you going to do about it? Um, You know, if I can't get you to show up at a meeting, if I can't get you to show up and participate in something, then don't complain. But I say if this is our industry and if this is the industry that we love, then we have to fight to ensure that it's going to be around and that we're going to have a voice and that things are going to be done the right way and, and fairly.
0: Uh, uh, it, you know, and, and some people, they're just so used to being in that victim role, right, yeah. that okay. they really don't know what to do. All they know is they're a victim. And then, you know, part of the, the discussion um, on, on the past injuries, industry at Sea Cruise was a lot of drivers are so beaten down that that's all yes. they feel like. Yes. Is a victim. They don't. Okay. They
1: don't believe that anyone is is really gonna really legitimately help them. Uh, You know, and 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 people are scarred, and and there are a lot of things that have happened, and I've seen it, so I understand uh, why uh, so many uh, truckers feel the way they feel. And uh, you know, and I and I said, I'm just gonna. We're just gonna have to show you that we're serious and that we're on your side and we're here for you. Uh, you know, and 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 I get it. I trust me, I get it. I I've, I've got battle scars, so I understand. <laughs> I, I understand. You know, so uh, you know they yeah. they just really don't believe that. Yeah.
3: Well, I'm, I mean, you know, it's it's obvious you're you know you're a doer. Um, I I put that one photo up on the show description. Um, uh, probably people wasn't even for sure what it meant, but that one with you in the interview with the Cutting Edge and Earl King. But that's a couple years ago when, when you were trying to um, uh, put together to create uh, because of the way the economy is to to create. Your mission was to create one million jobs in the Chicago area. I mean that's that's a, a pretty huge uh, undertaking to, <laughs> to to take no. upon yourself no. there, Kevin.
1: No. No, it wasn't that many jobs in Chicago. This was actually a, a national program that we were trying to, oh, okay. to create. Yeah, a half a million jobs over uh, five, uh, to, you know, five to six year period, and that okay. was primarily, yeah, that's just a grassroots campaign, and we were going going into states that had the highest unemployment rates around the country and working with elected officials and community organizations and uh, helping people to identify the opportunities in trucks, Because, you know, people, uh, you know, and as I talk to people, people see trucks they see them you know rolling down the highways they curse at the truck drivers they don't understand just what that truck driver is doing for them as consumers and and people in this country and they don't understand the significance of the industry so or even the opportunities so uh for those that are somewhat ignorant We wanted to educate, we found ourselves really educating even a lot of elected officials about this industry. And and they realized, wow, this is important, and uh, we should support this and and help our young people to get into the industry. And for people that are thinking about uh, career changes where uh, they've been in a certain profession and not able to put any food on the table where – these are real viable opportunities uh within trucking and transportation uh so yeah yeah that that is pretty lofty uh you know for, for Chicago <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey,
3: well, Alan? i think uh, yeah tom, go ahead,
5: hey uh I got a couple of things here uh one's more a comment and one more a question for you kevin uh the one thing when you you and Donna were just talking about you know, the, the drivers and feeling kind of beaten down, one of the things I've also kind of noticed is you've got one group of drivers when it comes to some of these solutions are going, oh, no, this will never work because they're looking at it for their operation or the way that they run. And if you come sure. up with an idea, another group of drivers are going, well, this will never work because of this or that or the other thing. And I think one of the things as drivers we have to realize is, there's never going to be a perfect solution that's going to set right. everybody's needs because, number one, we're all individuals, and every, what works for me may not work for you. And all number right. two, we run so many different kinds of operations. Uh, right. you know, I was talking with some friends who, were, who did more of the dry box and flap and they had an interesting idea on ours of service. I was just, well, that works great you, unless you run Reefer because right. the way we do a lot of our loads, it's just their idea really wouldn't have worked. Uh, and i and I like, because of the, of the nature of the reefer industry, if you're hauling produce or fresh kill meat, et cetera, we do most of our loading and work of an night, or a lot of it, or the start of it, anyways. So, this is, you know, so that seems to be one of the first problems where a lot of ideas get shot down by drivers because they're going, well, it's not going to work for me, or it's going inconven- to inconvenience me to a degree, so therefore it's a bad idea. Uh, but I think this also brings up the next bigger point, is if we as drivers would start working more together, and as an industry as a whole, we could maybe stop some of these regulations that everybody is complaining about if we would start policing ourselves and dealing with the problems on our own first. So I guess my question to you is, what are some ways, both as drivers and the industry, you know, we can really start, Educating people to, you know, understand that if we start dealing with these problems on our own, for example, setting uniforms training training standards, you've got some major carriers. Their idea of training a, a new driver is put them out with a trainer in a truck for one week with another trainee. I, I mean, how much can you learn in a week? You've got other companies where you may be in a trainer for six to eight weeks. Uh, so there's clearly a, a, a wide disparity there in that. So, so, you know, I guess the question is how can we educate both the drivers and the companies, if you don't want the government to make these decisions for you, you need to start doing it for yourself.
1: Absolutely. Well, I, I'd like to to address one of the things that in, in the earlier part of, of your uh, question and comment. One of the things that well, I identified some time back and we're now developing, we're developing different committees, and these are committees are made up of our members. Uh, we have some really great ambassadors, and we're developing committees in the different sectors of the industry: a, a van committee, a refrigerated committee, an intermodal committee, a flatbed committee, special equipment committee. And these committees are going to be headed up by a, an ambassador, and uh, those those members that are part of that particular sector will uh you know when they have issues they'll hold meetings they'll hold conferences uh you know and 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 speak you know once a month and they'll talk about topics and issues that are special to their particular sector of the industry and then bring that back to the association so that we can address those issues and as i say to all of our members i'm not here to represent kevin reed i'm here to represent our members uh, and I'm here to fight for what they want us to be and what they feel like we we need to be for them and what are the issues that are important to them. So I have to hear that. Um, I've had people even on my staff that have said to me, you know, Kevin, you don't have time to do these classes and seminars yourself. I said, I don't ever want to be too busy, that I don't have time for our members, or to hear and understand, because as a leader, that's the only way this organization can continue to move and evolve, is to keep my ear to the road and know what's important to our members and what are their issues what are they struggling with so we have to hear that so we begin putting together these committees so that we can, this information can filter back up to us and then we'll know what's important to them and hey, what are you experiencing out there on the road uh you know what what are some of the difficulties and challenges what's happening with dot uh you know that's the real the real world stuff that truckers are going through we have to hear that and oftentimes there's just always a huge disconnect from uh, corporate or CEOs and the carriers to really what's going on with the drivers. I eat, sleep, and breathe this industry, and I'm always talking to our members constantly, and I I allow myself to stay connected. I don't ever want to be that busy, and I am a very busy guy, but I realize that's very important. So uh, to, to hear those issues and understand, and as I tell them, I don't have all the answers. Um, so we have to allow our members and our partners to give us feedback. How can we improve? How can we get better and find solutions? So to, to answer that question, it's just going to take uh, sometimes, hey, sitting down and trying to identify what works. And, and we all know in the world of entrepreneurship, you have to adapt and evolve. Uh, if something's not working, well, let's, you know, let's, let's e- adapt and evolve and, and figure out what's going to work. Uh, so, uh, and, and it's just, Pretty much coming together and having those discussions and hearing and and applying some of those things and 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 uh, so just hey, keeping your ears open to to the things that are important.
0: Yeah, key, key in on and always always make yourself um, how could it aware. I think it's the awareness thing of yes. you know. Don't just drive down the road and you know you feel alone and uh, oh this is horrible. Look what they did because did there's resources and and Absolutely. that are made available. Let me ask you, how do people join uh, join your your organization?
1: Well, we we at one point we had uh, where members could go online and and just join, but we want to we're, we're developing what we call a a sixty day experience that in the first 60 days, we want members to have a phenomenal experience with this organization. Uh, So our head of our marketing is actually developing something called the 60-day experience. And and to join now is, uh, you know, go online, put your information in, and then the experience starts. And then we want to hear about, uh, uh, through the initial consultation session, what's your goal? Uh, what's your ambition, what are you trying to accomplish in this industry? So if someone calls and says, hey, I want to start a career in trucking, well, then we're going to help to identify where you are, what can we do to help you to get in school, and what can we do to help you Gain employment. Uh, if it's an owner-operator, we ask, well, what, you know, what's your goal? With they says, hey, I'm just looking for some place to lease my truck on a good company. Well, we're going to help to identify that and, and put them in the right place. And if someone says, I'm trying to make the transition to get my own authority, and we're going to take them and walk them step by step to making that happen. And if it's an uh, an existing carrier uh, that needs benefits for their drivers or uh, they need help getting business or if they have any struggles or issues, uh, we'll we'll sit down with them and put together a plan to help them to dissect their business and improve, uh, be it in operations or or whatever the issues are. We have enough resources and leverage to be able to uh, identify what their needs are and assist them and get them to the point they need to be at to be successful. So it's it's give us a call. Go to our website or give us a call, and, uh, you know, one of our friendly member representatives will, um, you know, sit down and talk with them, and uh, then we'll get them to join from there. And joining is, is very affordable also. Uh, for students, it's $25 annual uh, for uh, An owner-operator general membership is fifty-five dollars, and for a carrier with three or more units, it's one fifty-five a year.
0: Okay, that was that was my next question. So it's a sixty-day experience, and yeah. you can do that either online or the phone. What is your phone number?
1: <clears throat> yeah, our toll-free number is eight hundred nine seven one three zero three
3: eight. Okay, and also. <clears throat> That's MinorityTruckers.com. So, well, I was just fixing to say, Kevin, I know you're a busy guy. you got to run. But, look, it's a, it's been a real pleasure, and thanks for joining us. And and uh, we'll uh, stay in touch, and we'll see how all this is going. And if there's anything we can do to help you, just uh, feel free to let us know.
1: Thank you so much, Alan and Donna. You all are the best. And uh, I would love to have you all come up for the expo, and uh, we'll get a chance to sit down and break bread and, and, and talk about the things that are important to us.
0: That would be wonderful.
3: Yeah, I'd like that too. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. That's the uh, that's the Atlanta Expo Saturday, December thirteenth, and free admission. So, all right, Kevin. Thanks again, and we will uh, we'll stay in touch with you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right, so uh, Donna, you I uh, think you have some announcements, right?
0: Yeah, I've got a couple of announcements tonight. <laughs>
3: okay. Um we'll take a quick break. Okay. You're ready to jump in there, huh?
0: Oh, I'm always ready to jump in. (laughs) (laughs)
3: All right. We'll be right back with Donna's announcements. And to wrap up this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live, be right back.
2: You're listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back.
3: Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas but they never work for trucking companies. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website, TruckerLawyers.com, is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com/forward. Slash trucker lawyers and follow them on Twitter as at trucker lawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1 800 736 5503. And when you call truckerlawyers.com, be sure to mention that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking
5: Live.
2: There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know there's only one Truth About Trucking Live. Now, back to the show.
3: All right, Donna, what do you have for us?
0: Well, last week we um we announced that well, first of all, we had a show a couple of weeks ago and it was in regards to the truck parking issues going on, Jason's Law. Uh we spoke about uh Michael Beglin who was shot and killed in Detroit because Um, He was waiting outside the shipper's lot. Um, Well, then the following week, we had uh, driver Kenny uh, Capel come on the show, and uh, it was about him being woken up while he was taking his mandatory break. And he was upset the first time, but he complied. And, of course, he had to start his break all over again. And three weeks later the same officer and and this is in uh Georgia and uh they woke him up again only this time he did not comply he was angry and he stood on his rights he was arrested for obstruction of justice and uh he has a court date on October 10th and in the meantime because he was a member of the small business and transportation coalition SBTC um uh James Lamb wrote a letter to the um, Department of Justice and, on his behalf and now we're all waiting for the reply uh on that and if you want if you really want to know more about this cuz I don't have the time to get into all the details tonight uh but it was quite a letter and it stood on quite a few laws and um how this whole this whole undertaking was totally Uh, against any constitutional rights. So uh, you can go to StopWakingTruckers.org and read the whole story there, the letter that went to the Department of Justice, and we're all just kind of hanging on and waiting for the reply from that. Like I said, um, there is a court date with Kenny on October 10th, and uh we'll see what comes down with that. Hopefully they're going to hear from the Department of Justice prior to that, but we will be announcing it either on the blog, definitely on social media when uh some when an answer comes in on on that because this is this is really a big deal and you know as as Martin Hill said of don't wake um what is his website um don't wake me up org yeah he said there's so many sleep studies done and the FMCSA is so into safety and fatigue and sleep apnea and how these accidents are all the result of driver fatigue, then it's it's a no-brainer that law enforcement needs to be very, very sensitive to this, sensitive not only to the hours of service, and uh, the federal laws that they're they're waking drivers up, but also be concerned and sensitive to the safety of the people on the highway, knowing that when they're interrupted uh from their sleep that they are actually causing a hazard for the public. So this is really, I mean, this could set a precedent and uh, could really change things for the good for drivers because, you know, it really needs to stop. And if anybody wants to listen to either of these replays, just go to the um, Blog Talk Radio, Radio Truth About Trucking archives. You can listen to both of these shows, I promise you. That you know they're um eye opening shows, and you can learn a lot from them, so we'll have the um the update on that as soon as we know it'll be posted um all over. okay, let me scroll up here now. Oh, I just want to welcome um uh again um one of our latest trusted partners on uh, trucking social medias find a dot com and they bring professional drivers' uh, jobs with a free load board. And we're really happy to have them on board. Um, just find a uh, fine organization over there with uh, John Peoria. And um, we we'll look forward to uh, putting more on about findatrucker.com. Uh, where you can find a, a where you could find a, a a really good job with a good company and he's also very selective like we are with the companies he takes on board so um, that's why he's on with us now too um, Oh talking about trucking social media uh if you're wondering uh, about the site it uh it's truckingsocialmedia.com. dot com and originally you'll remember that website was devoted to the truck driver social media convention. And now it's becoming um, a large resource page, government, social media, alerts, advocacy groups. Uh, as a matter of fact, we just added um, the national uh, minority of truckers association on there the other day. So now they're on there under organizations. You can find their link there also. Um but this is a this is an organ- our i don't like to call it an organization it's a website that you can really gather all your uh resources and trusted resources and that's always the key. Um, especially on our partners page, which is our advertisers and supporters. And as everyone knows through the years, um, we have been very selective uh, of the people who come on board with us so that when you go to the site and you see an advertiser, you can feel confident that they have a quality product, service, uh, whatever on that site. So, uh, again, truckingsocialmedia.com and what else um oh i tell you another thing that just hot off the press today i'll tell you what um james lands on a roll here he uh met with Cong, uh, with a congress a congressman and it's all about that right to carry so that you could have a permit through all 48 states in, instead of the um I don't pronounce this great, reciprocity laws where each state, you know, if you're in Florida, you can't carry in this state, and they don't recognize it over there, and you got to put your gun in another yeah. part of the truck, all that kind of stuff.
2: Reciprocity okay. laws. Yeah,
0: so um, anyway, so that went out today, and you can, let's see. Uh, well, that's
3: a pretty big deal. I mean, he he actually wrote the bill.
0: He wrote the bill.
3: He wrote the bill, and I mean that's that's uh, pretty huge.
0: Okay, and they're going to call it. Let me see. I got to find my notes here. America's Working Interstate Commerce Protection Act, and it is named after um, recent murdered trucker uh, Michael Beglin, um, and it'll be called uh, Mike's Law, but it's America's Working in Interstate Commerce Protection Act and it is to allow drivers to have that uh, one federal permit to go through uh, all the states without having to deal with all the nonsense.
3: Yeah, and and again, of course, not just hand them out like hotcakes. I mean, no. you know, there's going to be, you know, screening and, and background checks and, you know, you, you you have to earn it.
0: I know. A lot of people think, oh, you know, you get your CDL and you, no, 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 that's not how they're it They're going goes. to give
3: you a CDL and then they're going to give you a gun. No, <laughs> yeah. that's not the way it's going to work.
0: So you have to go through strict, but the the point of the whole thing is that you you can protect yourself there is a lot of crime against truckers and um and since that that's their home uh, a lot of them i mean some truckers don't you know they just have their truck and that's it and uh so this is this is a really big deal we'll be covering that and we'll see how that goes um if you want to go see the uh bill let's see let me see if i can find a link you can go to smalltransportation.org and just look for the bill on there uh plus we have the pdf the, of the whole bill it's on social media so you could always go to any one of our social media websites and see it also um, we spoke a little bit tonight about the North American uh, Trucker Alerts website. That's NorthAmericanTruckingAlerts.com. And, you know, people are saying, what is it? Well, the video's up there, and you need to see it. And it's basically uh, an awareness and an action. So if you're on board, in other words, if it's time to be aware out of denial, realize what's going on, and be a part of the solutions. And uh we did have its debut about uh three weeks ago. Um the, the the website is not complete. However in the background we've got all kinds of things uh going on with it. And I'm to give a shout out to Hal Kaya who's a big part of the North American trucking alerts and uh John Burnett and everybody on board with this. There's a lot of people uh supporting this website and it's to create a vital consciousness throughout the industry and also the general public. Uh, The key word is drivers on this site, and it's an extension of uh, all of our driver advocacy and concerns and everyone in the industry who has a true concern, just what we were talking about tonight with Kevin Reed. So um, I'm sure he's going to love it when he goes over there the there is a two-fold goal uh like i said the awareness and the accountability people have to be accountable and that includes the drivers uh with the accountability comes the action and only then do you get solutions because just like we spoke tonight you know we talk 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 but we have to start doing and um truckers trucking companies freight brokers shippers receivers everybody's going to have to be accountable in this so why is the name alerts what is this thing with the alerts of the url uh north american trucking alerts it has a twofold meaning uh, uh, the first one is this awakening this alert this alarm to what's going on within the industry and the second meaning of the uh, word alert is uh which w- it's the alert for safety and security of drivers. So, in other words, there, there's so many situations which drivers are faced with on the road, um, many of them life-threatening, and it's the goal of the North American Trucking Alerts to provide over-the-road drivers with specific safety alerts through smartphone communication, social media communication, um, and and this this app that's being developed is uh, state-of-the-art development, and it will be completed hopefully pretty soon and will be the lifeline for the driver offering safety and security in multiple capacities. So uh, the Facebook page, along with the feed to the website, will be displaying many alerts to the trucking community, which can be shared then by others on their pages. That's part of the viral thing that will go on. And um, we do encourage people to post on the Facebook page also, which is just facebook.com forward slash uh, North American trucking alerts. Um, however, um, you know, let's get real. Not everybody's on social media. And although it's a powerful tool, if there's uh, an alert going on, you know, you you might miss it even if you have the um, it connected to your smartphone. So that's where the app is uh, going to come in handy because, uh once you have the app uh downloaded to your phone then these alerts you set them to the ones you want to receive and they will come right to your phone so within the next few weeks you know uh, will, everything will be unfolding and we're pretty excited to bring everybody all this so with that being said um i i'm looking through my notes i think that's all we have for tonight um as usual, oh, I think um Tony Justice, he's gonna be in Joplin i got a Alan, we got a message from Tony. He says, "Oh, I hope you guys can make it to Joplin, and I guess that's the um chrome shop Mafia show is that this weekend uh, I don't know i think I think it is this weekend, but anyway we'll well, anyway, we'll check he's gonna be out there, and I believe he's gonna be performing, and uh we're always thrilled to death uh to to hear from him he's a great guy so uh yeah. with that being said i think we're uh we're we're done with the announcements tonight
3: all right yeah and joplin's a little hopping little place there so all right so that'll do it huh
0: that's that's it for tonight <laughs> all, <laughs> all right.
3: right so that will do it thanks for tuning in we really appreciate it if you like the show be sure to uh bookmark us and add us to your favorites and thanks again to uh uh, kevin reed for joining us this evening you can check out more of what the nmta does over at minority com, and uh, we'll leave you with a song from the when the big rigs don't roll cd trucking family so until next time on behalf of donna smith truthabouttrucking.com truckingsocialmedia.com askthetrucker.com blog talk radio and truth about trucking live i'm alan smith drive safe and thanks for listening At least DOT, dispatcher on me, high fuel, crazy rules, flat tire, no tools, traffic jam, flim flam, run around by Uncle Sam, cheap freight, overweight, they say I'm always running late, nafta, messy
2: bugs, coffee from a thermos mug, four wheelers switching lanes, driving crazy in the rain, bad wreck, bottleneck, people start to rubber neck, fire stars, people shout, Stop yaps another driver